With higher interest rates, is lazy money still a concern in 2024? It's a new landscape out there, and in this episode, we're going to explore that question, examining how the recent rise in interest rates affects the money sitting in things like savings accounts, CDs, generally conservative investments. We'll talk about the new dynamics of managing your funds in a world where traditional saving methods are seeing better returns. Are these options now viable as part of a savvy investment strategy? Or are there still better ways to make your money work harder for you? We're going to break it down with Scott all on today's episode. Let's get to it. Let us help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for your retirement elevated. Walter Storholt back with you alongside Scott Dugan, co-founder, managing partner of Elevated Retirement Group based in Kansas City, but serving clients all across the country. More than 22 years of experience in this financial landscape. Also a teacher of educational classes, helping educate uh, others in the industry, in addition to folks like you, uh, prepare for retirement. Scott, it is great to chat with you once again. How is life treating you? Life is good. Uh, looking forward to talking about uh, today's topic. Actually, uh, Earlier uh, this year, I was in Las Vegas at a annual financial planning uh, conference, and actually we had several economists that came up, market forecasters. So we're going to cover a little bit of that information today to kind of give you a glimpse of what 2024 might look like from an interest rate environment. So no crystal ball or anything, okay. but we'll talk about just some realities that we're, we're facing for sure. Well, those two conversations go hand in hand. So this lazy money thing is something that we talked a lot about over the last, gosh, I don't know, Scott, what, six, seven years probably we've oh, been talking sure, about? Sure. Lazy yep. money and it being dangerous and some of those kinds of things. We're going to talk a bit about that on today's show, sort of the why behind all of this. But yeah, then kind of analyzing, looking into that crystal ball, if you will, for what interest rates are going to do. Um, what does it mean for the future? But let's start with the basics for those who maybe didn't hear some of those episodes in the past six, seven years where we talked about lazy money occasionally from time to time. Um, what are we talking about when we bring up that term? Term, the very, very scientific uh, and a very official term, lazy money. Yeah, very lazy money, yes. <laughs> so we're talking about money that's barely keeping up with inflation or not even keeping up at all with inflation. Uh, we're talking about certain checking, savings accounts, CDs, money markets, or historically the most common lazy dollars. Or it could be, you know, a portfolio that's invested so conservatively that the return is minimal. And if you look at what's happened with interest rates. We've kind of had looks what looks like to be peak interest rates. You know, the Fed is talked about, you know, pulling back rates uh, for the year. Wall Street wants them to be very aggressive. They're, you know, Wall Street would love to see six, I believe it was six cuts in 2024. Uh, the Fed's like, eh, you might see three. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Don't get greedy. Uh, yeah. Don't exactly. Don't don't get greedy. It's like because I think it's a, a fine line. You know, you drop them too fast, and you could have problems. I would say with the consensus as of today, the information that that I've been consuming and the experts that you know I follow is that we're going to see probably decreases, you know, throughout the year, but probably not crazy decreases um, like what Wall Street would would like to see. And so right now you, you've seen that trend uh, where you know 12 and 13 month CDs, those rates you could lock in. Now a lot of places don't want to go six or seven months. 
Uh, you've seen rates drop at, at certain places. I know at our peak, uh, the highest five-year guaranteed account uh, was 6.15 for five years. And now that's, that's dropped down below, I think it's 5.7, something like that. And so that the landscape has definitely changed. And one of the things on our financial action checklist when we come in for our client strategic planning meetings is we always ask, hey, you got your emergency fund. Uh, are you making sure you're getting a good rate of return at your bank? Because banks vary widely uh, in checking, saving CD rates and you know their money market rates. Uh, you can go to some of the big national banks and they're still paying point nothing you know, on those things. Uh, you go to regional or local banks. I know bank down the street for me, you know, they got little yard signs out in front of the bank, you know, five, five point something, uh, CD for I think three years, you know, so they're, they're trying to attract business. Uh, so the rates are still there. I think it is easier right now to hold emergency dollars, meaning, Hey, six to nine months of essential expenses and any big, big purchases, you know, coming up in the next 18 months or so. Hey, if you can get four, four and a half percent, you know, in a high yield savings account, there's, not, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, for, for a holding spot of money, you're, you're probably going to consume. Now, over time, as rates drop, you probably have to really look at that. You may need to look for better alternatives. Uh, but I think now that they've potentially peaked, uh, I think it's, it's okay to keep money there, but you got to be careful because too much, we call lazy money. If you're not keeping up and you're keeping it with a bank that doesn't have a good rate, uh, you're losing buying power over time. And that kills motivation to save and invest. And if you're not seeing any return, it's just not fun. And that's why it's one of our agenda items. Cause I would say five out of 10 of our clients we talk to, Say, hey, have you checked your interest rate lately on your checking and savings? No, I, I haven't. And then we're like, well, you need to check it out. And if your bank's not giving you an alternative, let us know. We'll we'll talk to you about other alternatives. And so definitely want to maximize that. And, you know, there's reasons why people sometimes have too much lazy money in their portfolio. And it could be because of past experiences. You know, they got burned in 2008, retreated to cash, or they're gun shy about investing in general. So like, oh, I'm just going to ride this out. Um, they don't trust the markets, the government, big investment companies, you know, the cabal of, of the world. Uh, so that's why they'd be sitting on entirely too much lazy money. Or they just haven't been paying attention or haven't had any sort of plan to guide their investing. And somebody there to look at everything they have and say, hey, have we maximized every piece of this? And so we talk about, you know, we want to minimize risk, minimize fees, maximize return in the safest manner possible. And sometimes minor tweaks are simply, hey, that $50,000 you've got at your bank getting 0.25, you should probably take 40000 of that and open up an online savings account and get 4% on it. You know, sometimes that's the lever you can pull. And so those are things that reasons why some, sometimes people have too much lazy money in their portfolio. Again, it's past experiences. Maybe they're tuned in. Um, they just have disbelief in the system, really engrossed in watching, you know, a lot of news, a lot of bad news, uh, or just, again, so busy, they just haven't really been paying attention. 
a lot of different reasons uh, go into that equation, it sounds like, Scott. So let's get to the solution side of the conversation. How do you help people who come in to meet with you and they have too much lazy money in their portfolio? Perhaps you find they're a bit hesitant to make changes to their portfolio. Maybe that's bringing them comfort, having that that lazy money in there um, and, and so much on the sidelines. Uh, what do you do to help kind of fix the portfolio or adjust things or kind of get people comfortable with at least considering changes? Sure. I think the first step is we help our clients calculate what we call the war chest. Uh, That's their cash position. It's like, hey, what do you really need to have liquid, accessible, safe, you know, like in the bank? What is that number? And so there's the number that's mathematically correct, to cover your expenses and, and any you know big purchases. Then there's the emotional number. <laughs> you know, some people get cranky when that, that cushion or war chest drops below a certain number. So establishing that and saying, hey, we've got this covered. Okay, these this is your this is your cushion. And then we look at their income plan. You know, they have social security, pension, income from their savings. Well, what is that? How much do they need? And then fine-tuning it to put that into the right type of investments the right type of tax treatment to minimize taxes. Once we go through those exercises, then we can help people understand the timeline that when they're going to need the money. Sometimes they can be more comfortable taking risk when they realize they don't need those particular dollars for a long time. And we're seeing a much bigger trend now that interest rates are higher. A lot of our clients want five to 10 years of protected income, protected cash flow, because th- that's usually the go-go years of retirement. Say, so like if you retire at sixty-five, sixty-five to seventy-five is going to be the go-go years. A lot of people are saying, "Hey, if if I can earn four, five, or six percent on those dollars, not take on more risk, and have a more predictable outcome, plan for inflation and taxes." that first 10 years is a solid, solid plan. And that cash flow comes in regardless of what's going on, you know, out there in, in the economy and the markets. Now, obviously you've got to watch that because interest rates drop, things like that, but it's really helping them find opportunities that limit the downside, but also still have upside growth potential. And when we start to look at what the landscape is and what's available, then we construct a plan that gives them a firm understanding of how each dollar should be invested, how it works in the plan, and when they're going to consume those dollars. And a lot of times we find out that you're not going to consume all the dollars you have. You're going to have this remainder at the end. And once people see, oh, wow, if I spend, adjust for inflation, adjust for taxes and minimize taxes, you I mean, I could have this chunk at the end. Either they're going to feel good about that, say, okay, I'm good with leaving that chunk. Or they say, hey, our go-go years, we want to throttle up a little bit. We don't need such a big pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. We want to spend more. Or it gives them this level of certainty to say, hey, if healthcare throws us a curveball, we know we've got this money over here that we didn't need for income. It's legacy money if we don't need it. But if we do, we'll use it for healthcare, long-term care there's a lot of comfort in knowing that you've got those options. You've got a, a game plan and you can spend confidently and predictably, 
But again, you've, you've got to make sure that everything is working in tandem. You don't have too much lazy money. You don't have too much risky money. It's kind of like the Goldilocks. Okay, you, you got to be just right. And that's what a good plan does is give you that Goldilocks allocation to figure out how much cash do I have? How much money do I need producing income? How much do I have for growth, you know, fun stuff, inflation, healthcare? How do I allocate that over time? That's what a good plan does. And optimizing lazy money is one of those factors. Excellent. Thanks for that breakdown, Scott. And again, this has all been uh, kind of a conversation that, that helps you understand a little bit more of what lazy money is about. And here in 2024, is it as big of a concern? And yeah, it's something you should always keep an eye on, no matter what the rates are out there, because everything it's all about your perspective and uh, everything, you know, keeping it in front of you, trying to make sure that you're making the best plans that you possibly can. And uh, that goes in any interest rate environment. But always good to pass these things through a new lens and get that perspective. And if you you've got questions like this or about some other planning element that you'd like to walk through with Scott Dugan and the team, all you have to do is pick up the phone and give Scott a call at 913-393-4724, or you can go online to listen to scott.com. That's listen to scott.com. And you can get in touch with the team, tap into that great knowledge about planning for your financial future and retirement. Uh, again, go to listen to scott.com or check the show notes of today's episode for contact information. Scott, appreciate all the help. Thanks for walking us through this lazy money conversation, and we'll look forward to chatting again soon. Sounds good. All right. See everybody soon right back here on your Retirement Elevated. Investment advisory services offered through Elevated Capital Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor.